What's up, everybody? We are back and we're about to deal with how to deal with COVID mental health. Giddy up. This podcast is for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Success Habits of Christian Entrepreneurs podcast, where we look at the habits and strategies of world-changing entrepreneurs to achieve real results. Today is about the power of you. Are you ready to go to the next level while you're at the right spot? Finding solutions to become the greatest. And now, here's your host, Mike Holmes. Quick shameless plug, if you've been enjoying this podcast and you've seen it on Apple Tunes or Spotify, just hit like, subscribe, give us some stars, five stars. And also, if you want to find out how I was able to change my life with the tithing experiment and go from absolutely broke, busted, disgusted to wondering how I was going to pay my bills to a six-figure income, you can actually go over to tithehacker.org to just see exactly what I did. Tithehacker.org is a 10-part email course. You'll love it. It's free. Talk to you soon. What's happening, everybody? This is your boy, Mike. We out here in the beautiful state of New York, quarantined again as a result of COVID. I hope everyone is happy, breathing, alive, healthy, and just enjoying this time of uh, of quarantine at the end of the day. Now, I want to talk about something that's really, 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 really important because it's something that is really um, really been on the minds of people. And I'm not making this up. I got that on it. So I want to talk about the anxiety and the mental health that has been impacted as a result of this coronavirus. So let me give you some data. Now, the disaster distress helpline is a federally is a federal crisis hotline and it provides counseling for peace for people facing emotional distress, either from just natural life or some kind of weird out of the box thing that happens. And they have recorded that there has been a huge spike in calls. In fact, in March, they saw a 338 percent increase in call volume compared with February and compared to the last month of March that had an 891% increase in calls. If you were to do a Google search and you looked into coronavirus and anxiety, it has spiked. It literally has spiked. Go to Google Trends, type in coronavirus and anxiety and you can see it yourself. The fact is that people are dealing with a lot of uncertainty and anxiety as a result of this. There are people who are dealing with depression and have had systems in place where they can go to work and they can talk to people and they can talk on the phone and do all these different things to keep their minds sane and now they don't have that anymore. And then there are just people who are just dealing with the anxiety of knowing that they have family members who are in the line of fire, helping people, essential workers, helping people. And they don't know if these people, their family members, will 
be healthy or be infected. And they're dealing with the anxiety of it, not to mention the fact you have your mortgage, not to mention the fact you have you have all these different things that you got to take care of. So no wonder mental health is being impacted. In fact, in fact, I'll go even deeper. If you check, I was doing a little research because I'm trying to find out exactly how to help people. What exactly that you people, what, what are people having problems with? Because I don't want to just keep doing this and people aren't having problems. I want to be, I want, I want to solve a problem. I don't just want to hear myself talk. I did, a, I did research on one of the top global trends that people are looking into is mindfulness. Calm, which is an app, has hit a $1 billion valuation because people are trying to find ways to strengthen their mental health, their anxiety. And not now we have this coronavirus, and as a result, there's a lot of anxiety. So what I wanted to do, I wanted to give you some scientific, practical, common sense ways to deal with anxiety. And because there's so much, we're going to break these up, okay? There's so much to talk about and deal with, we're going to break this up. Now, as a disclaimer, your boy is not a doctor, He has not been to medical school. If there's a doctor out there who has a lot more uh, better advice, listen, I'm open to listening to you. I'm with you. You know what you're talking about. But at the end of the day, your boy did some research as well. In-depth research backed by data to really help people who are dealing with anxiety and how to how to really deal with that. So I don't want to just come from a Bible standpoint because I believe the word of God, but at the same time, you need science, you need common sense, you need you need you need medicine, right? So let's just deal with this. So the first thing to deal with anxiety, because we're talking about anxiety. This is the people have anxious thoughts, they don't know what's going on, what's gonna happen next. Oh my god, you know, the, the world is burning down. How do we deal with that? And so the first thing is is to increase your GABA. What exactly is GABA? When I first heard GABA, I thought somebody cursed at me. I thought somebody was speaking in tongues. I had no idea what this thing was. GABA pretty much is called gamma amino butyric acid. I completely butchered that. I have no idea how to pronounce it. But literally, GABA is an amino acid produced naturally in the brain. It acts as a neurotransmitter and it facilitates communication among brain cells. It also acts as an inhibitor or blocker because it inhibits certain brain signals and decreases activity in the nervous system. So you have things like intrusive memories, images, and hallucinations. Those things are hallmark symptoms of psychiatric disorders. Now, the thing is, we all have these things, every one of us. But the majority of us are able to push those hallucinations. Well, maybe not hallucinations, but those intrusive memories from our thinking except a few people. Those few people who cannot do this are those people who have less GABA than everybody else. So in other words, this, if you have sufficient levels of GABA in your body, you are able to push all, 
push negative side, negative uh, thoughts out of the way. You're able to come back to reality, as it were. But for people that aren't, don't have sufficient levels of GABA, they're not able to do that. So when we tell people who are dealing with psychiatric disorders that they need to stop thinking about it, they literally cannot stop thinking about it because they do not have enough GABA. Now, this blew my mind. This blew my mind when I first heard this because, to be honest with you, I'm a motivator. And I'm going to be the first one in time. I like to consider myself a coach. Like, I'll be like, listen, man, you can do all things. You're, you're, you're great, man. Stop thinking those negative thoughts. And that sounds like really, really good advice. It is good advice. And it's good advice for somebody who has sufficient levels of GABA. But for somebody who doesn't have sufficient levels of GABA, now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, they are... They can't push away those psychiatric thoughts. They can't push away those negative emotions. They can't push away those suicidal thoughts like you and I can. They literally cannot. And they are bombarded hour after hour, day after day with these bad thoughts. You knowing this is giving you the empathy towards somebody who you probably told they need to get over it. Because the fact is, if you have low GABA in your life, you have more anxiety, you have chronic stress, you have more depression, you have difficulty concentrating and have memory problems, you have muscle pains and headaches, and you have insomnia and other sleep problems. Yes, you can't just tell people they need to get over it. And for those of you who are dealing with these intrusive thoughts and wondering what is wrong with you, The answer could be that you just need to increase your GABA. And look, I need I need you to go online. If you're listening to this, I need you to go online and check out how to increase your GABA. Like the good thing about GABA now, it's sold in pills. It's medicine that you can actually um, that you can take so that you can increase your GABA so you can get so you can get these negative and intrusive thoughts Out of your brain. Number one. Increase your GABA. Number two. Know your triggers. So. Harvard. They recently published. Some studies. Interwoven studies. And they showed the common reason for addictive behaviors. Or primarily smoking. They found that. It was an emotion that actually triggered a person to smoke. That emotion wasn't anger. It wasn't stress. It wasn't disgust. And it wasn't fear. The emotion that led people to smoke was sadness. They found this Harvard study. They found that a a person who was sad increase their cravings, their frequency of smoking, their volume of puffs, and also predicted smoking relapses. Now, the first study that they did, because remember I said it's it's interwoven studies. The first study they did, it was a national survey of 10,685 people over 20 years. The study found that self-reported sadness was associated with being a smoker and with relapsing back into smoking two decades later. 
it was an emotional trigger that caused their sadness and their sad and their sadness caused their addiction. Crazy. Now, the truth is, we all have emotional triggers, every single one of us. And according to psychology today, an emotional trigger is any topic that makes us feel uncomfortable. These emotional triggers are telling us which aspects in our life we might feel frustrated or unsatisfied with. It can vary in each person because we are all struggling with something different. So your emotional trigger could be a scary movie. My emotional trigger could be being criticized. My emotional trigger could be being challenged by someone or your emotional trigger could be being overlooked or a certain word in a conversation or nonstop negative media. Any one of those things could be an emotional trigger to anybody because we are all different. The challenge is to spot those emotional triggers, because if you can spot it and recognize it, you can stop it before it gets out of hand. And of course, psychologists will tell you that there are many ways to, you know, spot and stop emotional triggers. You you journaling, you you listen to your feelings, because if you start feeling sad about something, it's because you're actually thinking about something sad. Your feelings are a reflection of your thoughts. As a Christian, as a person who believes that the Bible is the only real answer for the world, my recommendation is asking God to show you what your triggers are and not only what they are, but why they are. David said it like this in Psalms 139, verse 23 through 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. David was like, look, God, I need you to show me me. I need you to let me know what's going on with me. Show me who I am. Show me my anxieties and show me why they are. And because the truth is, sometimes the best the best way to find out about yourself is not looking inside yourself. It's looking outside of yourself and you're looking to the one who created you because the best person who knows about you is the one who created you. It's the same way. If I wanted to know about my car, the best way I could learn about my car is by going to the person who created the car. It's the same way with you. The best way you can find out and be who you are and find out why you are is to go to God. Now, I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm just telling you, like, you know, logically speaking, if you believe in the in the concept of a of a car being created, you have to believe that you were created because there has to be a creator behind something as intricate as a car and something as intricate and beautiful as you. And the good thing about your God is that if you do not possess this uh, like a winner mentality, and I define a winner mentality as always pushing forward, like not focusing on the past and things that can't be changed, always focusing on the things that can be fixed. If you, if there's anything that is less than that, the good thing about your God is that he will show you, he will show you what it is and why it is. Paul said in Philippians verse three, verse 15, he said, therefore, let as many as are mature have this mind. He's talking about uh, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are before. That was in the verse 14. 
And if in any wise, going back to verse 15, in any wise, and if in anything, excuse me, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this to you. He's basically saying that if there's any thought, any negative thought, any negative triggers, triggers, excuse me, any negative thoughts, any negative triggers, anything that is in you that is not like him, he will reveal it to you because you cannot fix what is not revealed. If it's hidden and you don't know about it, you'll always be triggered and not know why. But if he reveals it to you, not only will he reveal it to you, he'll show you the origin of it and show you how to fix it. Because he is as concerned about your development as you are. So I gave you two. The first one is increase your GABA. The second one is to know your triggers. If you want to know the rest, I need you to tune back in tomorrow. And if you like what you are hearing right now, go to the website, tithehacker.org. Subscribe. Pick up a free goodie. I got some I got some goodies over there for you. Come check it out. But if you really, really enjoy this and really want to be everything God has called you to be, tune in tomorrow. I'll see you then.